0: The MLB app, baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Come on, son. <laughs> on the track. <laughs> Come on,
1: son. Come on, son.
2: What's up, Internets? How y'all doing, man? Hope everybody is fine. Big shout out to, of course, y'all know my man, Combat Jack, and of course my boy, Premium Pete. Cause Premium Pete, he always puts the battery in my back to keep me going, even when I get discouraged, cause I don't have the number one podcast in the country and that's all right. But there's enough people out there that listen to my podcast that keep me going. And Premium Pete always put the battery on my back, man. And you got to keep podcasting, man. You got to hit them, man. You got something to say. You got stories. You got things that people want to hear. you great at interviewing and people want to talk to you, man. So keep it up. Keep it up. Keep going. Keep going. Keep promoting. Keep letting everybody know. Come on, son. The podcast is out there. You got to know this, man. And this week on Come On, Son, The Podcast, I got something very, 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 very special. Very special for you guys. Extremely special. With all that's going on in the world, a lot of people are sitting still. So it's a good time to catch people in and just talk music and talk careers and talk inspiration. We know y'all love music, man. And I love music, too. So I'm going to talk to a guy that I've known for a very long time. Haven't sat down to talk to him in quite some time. And it's just a beautiful conversation. My man, Avant. I got Avant, yeah, he got a new album out, and it's charting, it's charting, and we're going to talk about all about this new music, we're going to talk about all about his classics, we're going to talk about how we started, we talk a little bit about Kiki Wyatt, we're going to talk about everything musically, and there's some surprises in there that y'all didn't know about Avant and how Avant and I were connected briefly in the music business. We're going to talk about that, so I want y'all to peep that out. I'm going to give you a little snippet, just a little snippet of an interview I got coming up all right, on another podcast with Capone and Daz Dillinger. Yes, they are together. C and D. Yes, I'm going to give you all a little bit of that. Plus, my world famous Come On Son is coming up. It's too many things to talk about in Come On Son. So that's crazy. You know what I mean? Um, shit is good, man. I mean... I'm chilling, I'm working from home, I'm podcasting from home, I found a brand new studio so I can go podcast live, and y'all can tune in and watch that, I'm gonna tell y'all all about that, so watch my social media, at Ed Lover, at Mr. Ed Lover on Twitter, at Ed Lover on the gram, you know, so it's so much shit, man, that's just been going well in my life, and I'm blessed, my daughter just turned 25, I'm still got a... a, a my ear to the street, I'm still listening, still checking out new artists. Want to introduce y'all to some new artists, still loving this whole podcasting game, still loving doing my radio show on 104.3 Jams in Chicago every morning, the Ed Lover Morning Show. I'm, I'm not furloughed, I got a job, <laughs> I, I, I make a little money off this podcast, but not enough to sustain me, so thank you Intercom for the job. I'm enjoying it, and, and I'm just loving every minute of being alive. And I'm a girl dad, and y'all know that. I got four girls, and one boy, my daughter Jasmine, just turned 25 last week. It's just a blessing to see her blossom and get ready to get her master's degree. Life is good, man. I, I just I, I can't complain, and I'm not going to complain. I'm going to just go with it. I'm going to go with it. I hope everybody's safe, and I, and, and I hope I got your attention. Coming up. You're going to hear from Yvonne right here on, come on, son, the podcast. Come on, son, son. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my distinct honor (laughs) and a privilege to be here and to interview this man who has 20 years in the business. Man. Got a brand That's that's on the charts right now that's killing the game. He don't stop. He don't quit. You can't hold him back no matter what the label is. (laughs) <laughs>
1: what's up brother yo man it's so good to see you ed man it's a blessing bro to be doing this thing for 20 years like you said and hey i gotta get kudos to you guys man you know i've been rocking with you for so long you know our personal rock you feel what i'm saying but Absolutely. at the end of the day i felt like the people needed something more in music you know what i mean Absolutely. i wasn't trying to create the a will a new will you know what i'm saying i was just trying to to, to remind the youth what real r&b is you know what I'm saying with this album. So
2: you've been you've been a, you've been one of the premier dudes in R and B for a long time. And before you came out, there's a lot of different R and B artists out there. What they decide, you know what? I'm gonna put myself into this business and I'm gonna create music that's gonna last forever.
1: Well, it's the love of music. You gotta think about it, okay. Let's just be honest. The the way we came up listening to music, it wasn't about a record on the charts, a hit record. You know what I'm saying? We, we listen to body of work. That's the only way we knew to listen to music. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what I always tried my best to give people, man. It was a body of work. You start going back to the spinners. You go back to Marvin Gaye, you go back to Smokey. Them people gave you body of work. So I, I tried to to vibe off of what they was doing and not just having a, Oh, that, that joint it's going to be around for six months. But, after that, anybody gonna care about it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's not music to me.
2: Absolutely, none of your music has been uh, what I call a one hit or quitter. You've always been to, to put out great music and, and great melodies, great subject matter. What was it that made you say, I can be professional? Because there's a lot of people that can sing, but a lot of people don't have that urge to become professional with their music. What was it with you that said, I'm going to take this from wherever I am right now, professionally.
1: Well, I think it was more of just being true to myself, man. You know? And when, when the first single you ever heard from me was Separated. That came from my heart, bro. I got my heart broke. You know what I'm saying? Okay. She was, I was 17. She was 24. Wow. You know what I mean? So it was like, you wow. Too. You too, huh?
2: Separated hey, bro, from my because, you know, I mean? because, I, you know I, music, music you have to be able to relate to. And I can relate really to that, man, because I was... Uh, 19 and engaged to a young lady that should remain nameless because I won't blow up. But right, she, right. She, she she made a dummy move and gave me the key to her crib and I was out juking one night with my boys, doing what I was doing, and ran up in her crib with my key and found her in the bed with another dude,
1: bro. See, see there it is. See, you, so you understand you understood what separated was. You yeah, understood. I,
2: and I've been you know, I've been through a divorce, so I absolutely understand. And was separated was. Well. when did you first start singing and when did you out, yo i can sing like for real
1: well you know i was I, I was a big fan of my uncle you know what i'm saying and um he he had a group in ohio and they used to actually perform in my basement and my mom would have me clean up all of the sweat after they left so i smelt the music you feel what i'm saying so um after that, you know, I was a huge fan of his. And one day I just walked past him. I, I started singing a little something. He said, nephew, man, you got it, bro. That's all I needed, Ed. That's all I need. I ain't care nothing about if anybody in the industry said I didn't have it. By him telling me I had it, bro, I was done. I was good. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, him. and then he told me, he pulled me to the side. He said, listen, nephew, he said, you got what it takes to take what they got. Bro, he giving me nuggets giving me nuggets, bro. You, you know rip. what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, I don't, I, I don't have any fear of this industry at all. Like, you know what I'm saying. My uncle was telling me I have what it takes to take what they got, bro. But so I always stick with that.
2: Coming in when you came in, there was a lot of
1: people man. Come on, and come on, don't do that, man. It was, it was a lot,
2: bro. It was an iceberg of R&B standing. <laughs> <laughs> Chipped your way in, man. How did, how did you manage to? The- Chip your way in. Tell me the story of Avant talking to his uncle, saying, "Yo, you got that so Avant? landing the record there?"
1: Well, it was more of my father riding me around in his truck and telling me if you really want to do this, he would he would ride me around and he would play blues. I would have to listen to Johnny Taylor, yeah. uh, ZZ, ZZ Hill, you know, the all the great group He said, "You hear those stories?" He said, it means something to them, to me. He's like, every time I listen to it, it means something to me. He said, I want your music to mean something to somebody. So I, got, I I got nuggets. I got these people giving me nuggets around me, bro. So that's he said, you just can't be in the studio cutting anything. You know what I'm saying? It's got to penetrate the soul. So that's what I tried to do. And that's what really, you know, I found out after a while. Because at first I was like, man, nobody want to hear your heartache and pain. But that's exactly what people want to hear. It's therapy. You know what I mean. So at the end of the day, you can talk about making love. People people love to make love, or you could talk about heartache and pain, and people love for you to he- to hear that from people. So that's what I try to do, man. I just try to you know get these nuggets from these greats, man, and and and, and make it happen, bro. Uh,
2: you mentioned one of the greats like Johnny Taylor, who made an amazing. Oh man, come on, bro. Up to listening, who's making love to
1: you? Come on, man. He he has so many though, bro. Like I used to be riding around in this pickup truck with my daddy, and I was just listening to all the cheating that Johnny was going through, and my daddy was doing the same thing you did. so <laughs> it, it was just it, it's reminiscent and I love it though that's that's what real music is, man for real. What, what,
2: what year did you get signed and Who were you signed to first?
1: uh wow. when I first when I first was really dibby and dabbing in the, in the game, I was signed to uh, my own record label at the time, but it was uh it was something else. It was called um, um pay paytown management. Mm-hmm. But then I got signed in two thousand to the big label, and that was with Magic Johnson. I, I came through with Magic Johnson in two thousand. But I've been hustling, I've been hustling since like ninety five. Oh wow. I was trying to get in. You already know it was a gamut of it was a gamut of R and B at that point. Man, you yeah. had R. Kelly, you had Babyface, you had Luther Vandross, you had um um Aunt D'Angelo you had Joe Thomas. Man, it was popping, bro. Absolutely. It was popping.
2: And not to mention the RB groups that was out there.
1: That's what I'm saying. It was popping. And it was like one thing I knew because I got the comparison of R. Kelly. So one thing I knew, I had to keep my, my, my voice out there so people know who I was. Because I wanted them to know who I was at one point. It was cool. I was cool with the comparison and all that stuff. But I wanted them to know that this man stands on his own. You feel what I'm saying? So that was one of my main things to do. That's why I stayed out there as much as I did.
2: What was the R and B? What was the music business like in your city? Because you're not from a major city. You're from Ohio.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm from Ohio. I mean, you gotta think about it, bro. I mean, you had the Ohio players. Okay. You know, you so so it was popping. You know, we had a We have a, we had a movement, but at the end of the day, it was more of you had the OJs, and uh, you you had um o, uh, the, um the Ig brothers. They from Cincinnati, Ohio. So we had a we had a a good a good run of great music, man, and soulful music.
2: Uh, so I had
1: can. I had to stand up on those guys' shoulders too. Right. Where
2: did the name Avant come from, bro?
1: That's my last name, bro. I thought it was cool. I th- you know my first name is Myron, so somebody in the industry was already named Myron. Okay. He had a song called Destiny or something like that at the time. So I said I'm about to go French with it. You dig what I'm saying? It's my last name. I might as well use it. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: Do <laughs> thing. I'm gonna just take my last name and make it do what it do.
1: That is, baby. You when, know, we created.
2: Were you surprised when you dropped "Separated," or did you know from the first time that you recorded it that that was gonna be a hit?
1: Well, I knew for me it was it, cause I was going through it, bro. I was feeling it. You know what I mean? So I knew if people, if anybody had been through what I've been through and the, the, the hurt that I felt, it had a chance. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know, everybody, you know, hindsight say, yeah, I knew, bro, it was popping. I already knew, bro. I felt like it was coming from the heart. And if anybody felt the way I felt, I knew Ed was hurting. So I had a chance, you know what
2: I'm saying? Absolutely. There's a lot of us that was hurting at that time. Man. Yeah. And you managed to tap in to a group of people that were going through the same thing that you were going through at the time. How did you take your hurt and translated onto an onto. A-
1: well that's what I found out like you know talking to my my manager at the time his name was Eric Baden. he was like yo man people want to hear heartache and pain bro they want to hear that so that that's when I start writing the way I did it was about okay either love or you know what, what you're going through in your life cause it's to me like I told you before it's therapy bro it's really therapy you know, some people need that so that they don't go do nothing crazy. Right. He's my fault, bro. But yeah, so you know that that is what really triggered the way I write songs now. So you know, you got that, then you go from making good love, and then you might have read your mind. I remember I was in in, in a nightclub with um, my manager Jay. And I was shooting pool and girl walked past me like she wanted to eat me alive. You know, I'm on like my third album. I'm feeling sexy as ever right now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I can read your mind, babe. You know what I mean? Right. Jay, Jay like, what you singing? I said, be quiet, bro. I don't know what it is, but it's coming out. You know what I mean? So Uh, God bless me to be able to write like that, man. So I'm I'm happy for that.
2: that. That's funny, man, because when you first signed to MJJ, which was Magic Johnson's music, I was vice president of Magic Johnson. I I left and came, went back to New York to do morning radio on Power 105 and left. Wow.
1: Wow. It's crazy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hopefully you will decide.
2: Uh, after, I remember listening to you when they brought you, when, you know, when my man brought you to see your man. I got this new artist named Avant. Crazy. I was like, play. He played in my office. I was like, Yo, this dude is out of here. Like, I appreciate your it, voice bro. And <laughs> you never took at all not at all
1: man not at all bro you know it's just it's it's there you know what I mean and um again like I don't like to be boastful you already know who I am you know what I'm saying I just I just I just thank God that you know I try to take care of it as much as I can take care of it and and just give people great stories and and, and, you know even with the new album you know I started off with You Don't Love Me No More not only am I talking about a woman I'm talking about the music game too see one thing I love about Mm. hip hop and R and B, hip hop is really where you wordplay really counts. You know what I mean? Your wordplay, nice. You can make both exist. You know what I mean? So what I tried to do was I tried to pull from the wordplay of hip hop by writing this 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 uh, song. You don't love me no more. You know what I mean? And I say, listen, how can we say that when How can you say that we're not an item? I know I made mistakes, maybe two or three. You made it your business to stop fighting. It's all messed up. Now you don't want me. You see what I'm saying? But I'm talking about a young lady and I'm talking about the game of R&B. Like, you know what I mean? Right now, I didn't know if they really wanted to hear real stories from R&B or they just wanted to, you know, hear I was in the club sipping up, chilling. You know what I mean? Like, I I was confused. You know what I'm saying? So I was saying, look, you don't love me no more. Where's, Where's the love? And you know, being out here and people showing that they got the love still, man—that's that's priceless to me, bro. It's priceless. Bro,
2: bro, the, the, the the music world is never going to stop loving you. And
1: twenty
2: game is an amazing, amazing thing for me. People had to remind me that today is actually the thirty-second anniversary of the premiere of your MTV Rise for Fat. Wow man,
1: God bless, bro. I was just thinking about y'all, man.
2: Dre and I came the next
1: how Dre doing?
2: He's 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 battling some illness, but he's doing well. Man. And that okay. next the Dre and I came and that changed my life. How did separate life?
1: Man, separated changed everything. You know what I mean? It changed my address, it changed my mama's address, you know what I mean? It was it was a blessing. It changed, you know. The girl, like you said, she remained nameless, but I know it it, it hit her some type of way, too. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it was coming from an honest spot. One thing about R&B is, man, you have to be vulnerable. That's what we knew R&B to be. You know what I mean? A lot of times, it's not you going through it, but you got to be vulnerable for the people. It's therapy, bro. You got to be able to help the people with what what you're talking about. You Mm. can't be like, and it's okay, you know what I'm saying? I have a little, you know, people say, how do you feel, R&B, today? I think it's in a good spot, bro. I really do. I think so because if from the 1990s to 2020 we was doing a hardcore R&B the way we was from 1990 to 2000, bro, if we was doing that, we would be tired of it. We would be tired of it. So we needed that break. We needed that break of okay. It was, to me, it's like disco. We needed that break to find out what real music is again. And you, bro, you speak
2: directly to the hearts of so many people, but more directly to a female fan base. Did you realize? Did you realize well, that people get separated more than the males got it?
1: Well, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, think about it. Women, and in a lot of instances. You know what I'm saying? The truth is, man, the stuff that we do, we from wild boys, man. We some wild wild boys. How wild were
2: you, you, bro,
1: when when you
2: got that hit record and your name was ringing bells? How wild were you, bro?
1: Hey, bro. Come on, man. Come on, man. (laughs) You
2: know, these are. These are all questions that people say, yo, you interview in the bar, you got to ask
1: them this. Okay, yeah, it, it was real, bro. I, I can say that, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I got a residence right now with, with a beautiful home, you dig? So I'm, I'm going to say it was real. I'm going to just call people like that. real because it I was, went my, hey, hey,
2: when you're famous and
1: nobody tells you what fame is like – Come on, man. You got to understand, everything is at your back and call. I've right. seen you at a couple parties. Absolutely. you did what I'm saying we didn't we didn't we didn't been wild together you did what I'm saying <laughs> at the end of the day we still respected though we respected, we respected who we was around and and what the game was. we understood it's a game when it's a game you, and it has to be played a certain when way did,
2: when did you realize that you were a prolific writer?
1: Wow, you know what that's a great question um i was um actually I never really knew until. Like the third album, I want to say, or the fourth album. Whenever I I ventured off from my man Steve Huff, because I was I was just with one producer for like years. Yeah. yeah Shout out to Steve Huff. Too. Shout out, that's Shout my out homie. To Steve. Bro. Steve gave that's you some man. Yes, production. he did. Man, he gave me something special. So I didn't know exactly how much I was respected as a writer until I start when I ventured out and I start working with the underdogs and I start working with uh, Rodney Jerkins and and they was Shout like, yo, man. we're Jerkins, man! Nobody shout
2: likes out. to talk about the underdogs and Rodney Jerkins. Come you on, watch man! Versus, like I watch, like yes, another forty minutes. We got Rick Ross versus Two Chains coming up, but Dope. nobody is challenging the underdogs. Nobody is challenging. You Rodney can't,
1: Jerkins. you can't, bro. Like you gotta think about it. Come on, man! Like it's they gave us sounds that uh uh that that will never be duplicated again, bro. Never. So right. back to what I was saying, what happened was I started working with those guys. They're like, yo, man, huge fans coming in. I come into Rodney's on session. He got cameras set up like like I'm Whitney Houston. He didn't <laughs> before, I'm like, much respect, my bro. And that's what I love about the last verses we had, too, with Snoop and uh, D- DMX. The mutual how, respect, right? It's how DMX, well, actually how Snoop was celebrating the whole movement. And you know what I'm saying? And DMX, they were celebrating it, man. And it's like I understand it in that, you know, when it's like that. I understand it. I get it. Right. But when you're hitting each other against each other, it's like, no, we did this for the fans. Like, I never had a problem with you, bro. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's I think, not, it, it, you know, it has to be changed in that aspect. But other than not, that.
2: It, when, when I look at verses and I would love to see you do one because you got hits out the wazoo, bro. When I I look at verses, I look at it as a celebration of the culture. Yeah, it is. The culture of great music that you brought to us is absolutely phenomenal, bro. And and you should be absolutely proud of yourself. You got another hit album under your belt.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. The
2: only cat I know that's been around longer than you that keep making hits is Charlie Wilson, bro.
1: Hey, man, I'm blessed, bro. That's, hey, look, man, and that's Uncle Charlie. Like again, even talking to him uh, for you uh, about about ten years ago, he said, "Man, never stop writing, never stop writing, keep that pen going." And uh, you know, that's to me, that's what I go. going. then I am, um, I was actually in this play. David Talbert, man, shout out, shout out, shout to, out to David yeah, Dave Talbert. Talbert.
2: If you're looking at this, I'm open when this COVID
1: gets lit, exactly. Bro, you know I'm saying? hoping to play with you, brother. It's crazy. We was in, um, and I was, I was actually just getting off stage and coming back in, you know, because we was, we was on a break. And I get back to my room, and Stevie Wonder's dead. He as soon as I hit the door, he like, what up, Avon? I'm like, wow, Stevie know who the hell I am. Like, that was amazing to me, bro. You know what I mean? And it was like, he said, he, he, right there, bro. man, come on. He said, you want to sing Ribbon, Ribbon and Sky with me? I said, hell yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, man, and that was, to me, that was like, a, man, that was a milestone in my life, bro. Being on Absolutely. stage and Stevie Wonder asked you. I could see if I was just up there just, you know, being a cornball and like, yo, just singing out. of. You no, know, he asked me to do this, bro. Wow. So that was amazing to me, man. It really was. And that's when I, I knew that I was a writer that was respected. You know, you get Absolutely. it from Stevie, bro. Yeah. If
2: he co-sign you, you're a writer to be respected. Yeah, man. Yeah, and man. you're a writer to be respected. What, ha- what, what have you learned that you feel like is really, really important to spread to anybody that's an aspiring artist or aspiring writer right now watching us on this live? What, you, what, what, what advice would you give? What did you learn?
1: Love what you do. Love what you do, bro. Cause, I mean, love, you gotta love it to the point where in which it makes you happy to see the lights come on and see the microphone. You have to love it like that. You feel what I'm saying? Because one thing is for sure, if you can be true to you, the, the music gonna be true. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. You have to be true to you though. You know what I mean? I know a lot of artists right now, man, they hate what they, even though it might be a big record, they don't like the record. You know what I mean? For some strange reason, either they didn't write it or it's not the style they wanted to be up under. But if you love what you do and you a writer like myself, I tell everybody I'm not ever worried about it being out of style because I'm a writer and I'm always listening to people, you know, having these issues or, or in love. and I can write from that. God has blessed me to be able to give you my point of view of it. So I would just tell everybody, love what you do and keep God first. And then, bruh, and have,
2: you, it was, have you ever gotten to the point of where you say "fuck this, I don't want to do it no more"?
1: No, because I still love the game. I love the music. Like you know, it, for real, like that's why it's kind of hard when everybody talk about the versus thing. I'm like, I never really think about another artist, bro. It's all about the people. When I when I say every time I see you, I get a bad vibe, and I see that woman in the fifteenth row crying. It ain't never about the next person, but Not not the next artist. I touch. I, I'm touching hearts from everywhere, bro. To, to me, that's what it's all about. It's the therapy of what the music is, bro. You introduced us to Kiki Wyatt. Wow. How did that happen? Well, a shout out to my man Steve Huff again. It was crazy because uh, I used to be listening to. Um, what happens is okay. My my sister would rock. Okay, she would sit on the floor. She would put a pillow behind her and she would rock back and forth to me, to the radio. You know what I mean? So, but when I get sleepy, I would crawl up under and lay right on her lap. And she would rock me to sleep, right? Okay. So one day she was, you know, this the song came on, My First Love. She would do this all the time. So we would hear this song and I'm like, man, I love that song. I don't know what it is. I'm a youngster. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know what that is. I said, when I make it, I'm gonna do that song. Okay. She was like, okay. she was like, boy, go to sleep. You didn't. So I remind her of that all the time. You know, she's like, I don't even remember me saying that, but I remember everything. You did what I'm saying, but I wanted to do that song, and um, I, I got to the studio one day, and I was like, "Yo, Huff, man, I want to do this song." He like, "Well, that's a dope joint." I said, "But I ain't got no female to do it with." He said, "Don't worry, bro, I got somebody." And she was 14 years old, bro. What he said? He said, "Man." He said, you ain't going to believe this. She she can't even get in the club, but she can blow, bro. I said, well, let me hear You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm thinking, man, he's crazy. Man, one take in it, bro. She took that in one take, bro.
2: One take? Like,
1: one take, man. I was like, wow. I didn't even know what the heck was going on, bro. I felt like this was a movie. Like I was in a dream, for real. I was that surprised. Like, man, this girl is amazing, bro. And you know, from that point on, that's where the relationship grows from there. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like everybody want me to do a, a album with her, and I want to. Don't get me wrong, but the nature of it all is, as much as people want to celebrate us, people want to criticize us too. Mm-hmm. So I got to make sure it's right. I got to make sure we we're not we're not just doing the same song over and over because that's not going to be exciting. Right. You feel the plan. So it's got to come across right, and we've set the bar so high. That we can't drop the ball. At Absolutely. This
2: point. My so my, my my fans that said, "Hey, hey, you you talking to Avon today?
1: You got to ask him.
2: Was there ever a real love affair between you and Kiki? Because y'all came around like it I know
1: that crazy. Nah, man, never. That's my little sister, man. Still is to this day, you know. But again, it is a love affair when it comes to that microphone, though, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, I'm telling you, we get in there. I be trying my best to just hang on. Because she's right. so cold. You dig what I'm saying? I be trying to hang on, bro.
2: <laughs> How does it feel, man, to have 20 successful years in the music business? A lot of people don't get that. You're not see well, people come and people go. Hey, bro. It
1: ain't been 20 successful, bro. It's been some rough and hard times. But just to hang in there, man, it's, it's, it's a blessing. Like you said, it's so hard. I tell everybody, it's not – you shouldn't think of – the big money in the beginning. That's what people got to understand. It ain't about getting a big check in the beginning. What it's all about is, and you know this as well as I do, staying in business, bro. Staying in business. That's right. That's what life is about, man. You got to stay in business. I know it sounds
2: cliche, but people say it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And it really is. It
1: really is. It really is. Because guess what, as long as you're putting out great product, and I tell everybody sometimes I feel like a walk-in door salesman. I have to sell you on this product, bro. Right. I have to. So I have to and when I'm in the studio, I tell them it's 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 not just a studio to me. It's it's sacred. Because I know when I when I re- when I come out of this studio, it will reach the masses. So it has to be talking about something to change right. somebody's life. It's got to resonate. And yeah, I don't know if a lot of people take that aspect, you know, from the studio, so you don't get that same vibe, you know. So, that, but that's how I do it, bro.
2: Let me ask you a question, bro. You've made money in this business. What's the dumbest shit that you've ever bought that you look back on and say, "Why the fuck am I bought that?"
3: Shit? Man. I,
1: um. I bought a gamut of houses in the in the hood that was hood houses, man. And it burnt me so bad, bro. <laughs> you know I mean? That was the dumbest thing I could have ever done. You know, um, that to me that was one of the dumbest things, you know. But I had also I had somebody else running it, and it was just like, yo, what am I doing? I'm just losing money. Right. You know what I mean? And we we've, we've all been through. That's why I tell everybody, if you're not willing to embarrass yourself you're never going to be famous you're never going to be successful because that's that's what's all about at this at this point in your at at this point in your
2: career man you do a show people turn out like crazy are you are you still are you surprised by that
1: man every time i'm humble bro and then again the beauty the beauty of it all is that um when you're doing a show, I love to do show with the band. I, I, I can't do that track show stuff. I'm just so past that. You know what I mean? But the, going out there with a with the band and, and they know when they come and rock with me, I'm not going to stick with just the, the hits. I'm about to take you down memory lane, bro. I might do some Sam Cooke. I might, you know what I'm saying? Man. Because I know if this is a show, bro. This is a show. People be forgetting about it. Like, yo, we're not robots. That, and, you know, being st- stuck behind the, 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 just the CD plan, that's that's robot action. I Man, I got a show for you, bro. I got a show.
2: Come on, son, son. Attention to all the fellas out there tuning into this podcast right now. Listen close and listen good. Two out of three men will experience some form of baldness or go entirely bald by the time they're only 35 years old. Yes. Only 35. That's wild, right? So the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair. And this is where the team at Keeps come in. Keeps. That's K-E-E-P-S, Keeps, offers at-home consultations with doctors, and you can get hair loss treatment delivered right to your front door. See, back in the days, you used to have to go to the doctor's office for a prescription or risk trying one of those corny commercials promoting hair growth, but not with Keeps. They make it easy to deliver your treatment every three months as needed so you can say goodbye to long pharmacy checkout lines and awkward-ass doctor visits. Listen, act fast and act now because it can take anywhere from four to six months or more to see results. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Nearly 100,000 men across the country trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication and with treatments starting at just 10 bucks a month, you'll find out quick why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. For a limited time, you can get your first month of Keeps free with my special offer. Prevent hair loss right now and save some money at the same damn time. Visit Keeps.com sun. That's S-O. Keeps.com slash sun to receive your first month of treatment for free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash sun. S-O-N. You know, like, come on, son. Keep that hair looking healthy, fellas. Keeps.com slash sun. Come on, son, son. You're leaving it all out there on the stage, huh? You
1: got to, bro. Every night, I, you know, watching my man Charlie. Charlie, man, man, that man is amazing, bro. At his age, and also, shouts out to Key Sweat, getting it, bro. Absolutely. You know what I mean. Love Keith, man. The, those guys, those guys show you that you know what hard work really does. You know what I mean. So and, I have to. And how hard work pays off. Absolutely. That's it. That's it, bro. Tell, so I tell, to me, tell me
2: about this new. Tell me about this new album, man. Because the music business has changed. It
1: is. Everything man. Has it changed. is
2: changed. Tell me Tell me about the 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 uh you know, your
1: angst about putting out a new album, was you worried about it? Oh, yeah. I tell everybody, man. If you feel, if you, if I sit up here and lie and say, nah, I wasn't worried. Nah, I was. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, I was trying to find the love. I didn't know what, I don't listen to radio no more, bro. I don't, because, I mean, it's five songs that they play. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, what can I, I can't get no inspiration from that. You feel what I'm saying? So, what I did was, I said, I'm going to put just a couple songs out just to see the vibe, you know, see what they're vibing on. I put out Not Gonna Lose. That's a straight up hard, a man saying to his woman, listen, I don't care what we go through. I built a family in this house, okay? I'm not going to let another man come in here and start whooping my kids and cussing you (laughs) out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to allow that to happen because at the end of the day, I'm really I'm trying to protect you because I know what type of fly mouth you got. Right, You feel what I'm saying? So I'm trying to protect you and my kids. So the joint is called Not Gonna Lose. And it's got like an old school vibe to it. But um, I put that out and the people was like, yo, I'm feeling that. Because I knew it was so left from what they was hearing already. You know what I'm saying? So at that point, I said, okay, I got I got a vibe of what they want to hear. And I, you know, I felt kind of confident about bringing music out again because it was a lot of people saying no. Bro, we looking for real R and B. It's just ain't nobody really trying to do that. They right. trying to do R and B and hip hop, right? You know what I mean. And I think we should keep that separate. I I do.
2: Yeah, you know if we kept, but well, if we kept R and B and hip hop separate, we would never have Mary J. Blige though.
1: So. Oh no, um, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Let's let's say let's just keep it one hundred. If she have elements of hip hop, right? Mary Mary J is she R and B, and that's because of Puff. Buff gave right. her the element of hip hop. But Mary right. is, you know what I'm saying? I mean, think of all the rappers, records that they sampled. It was straight R&B records. That's right. You know what I mean? So I, I respect the game. I understand what Mary J is. And Mary J is amazing, bro. That right there, that sister right there, you care who she going to do verses with. Right. Ain't oh, no yeah,
2: verse.
1: Yeah, yeah. She yeah. going to do it with herself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> after,
2: after, after all this time, man, how do you navigate yourself through the way things are changing with streaming and, and all of that man, stuff? It's not hard it's, sales no more. You sold a lot of records, hard sales, yeah, bro. Yeah,
1: well, at the end of the went day. went
2: to the store and bought a shit. I did. Hey,
1: at the end of the day, though, Ed, one thing I have to give, I thank God for, bro, is that we're all able to transition. Right. Think about it. We came from uh um uh what was it called? You know what I'm talking about in the in the Cadillacs. Right tracks. A tracks. Right. We came from eight tracks. We went from A-Tracks to vinyls. See what I'm saying? We went from vinyls to t- to um, tapes, um tape tape recording. Yeah, because then we went from there to CDs and now we're in this whole virtual situation. Bro, we are able, that's why I tell people don't get upset. But again, as we get older, we get Set in our ways and we don't want to learn. That's the thing. So I, I got a seventeen-year-old son. He just popped his head in here just to make sure my IG and everything is good. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I, and I have a seven-year-old daughter that's always everybody lost a job but me. I am my daughter's director on TikTok. Okay. I didn't touch so many dang old Barbies, bro. I ain't never touched <laughs> many Barbies in my life. But because I open myself to continue to learn. I'm cool with that, and and they're they're pushing me towards this new virtual world. And I mean, I can see yourself like we are trying to learn this together, man. Absolutely. This, this and then with the pandemic, it's it sprung on us so heavy, bro. I want to see you on the wheels too, though. I want to see you spinning. I want to <laughs> see you spinning, bro. Because I'm telling you, people don't know how you get down. You did know what I'm saying. Yes, I get down on the wheels hey,
2: still. i definitely I've sure. been you. doing that since I was fourteen hey. and fifty-seven.
1: So. I've been see that for, for a while, bro. Man, I want to see. I want to see you on the wheels on your on your uh your IG, man. I, hey man, I can't. I, I can't
2: wait until COVID lifts because I'm quite sure you're missing a lot of money because of COVID pandemic.
1: Oh, you know what? Honestly, to be honest, man, I think this was perfect for somebody that got a project because what happens is I could be out and and, and I could be promoting a new album. But once I get on stage, all they want to hear is the old records. Right. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they lose the focus of what the new thing is. Like right now, they they focusing on the new records, bro. So I, I, I can honestly say I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, I, I feel I feel for people that ain't got their stuff, you know what I'm saying? Right. But at the end of the day. We are the creative people. And I wanted to say this to you, Ed. I feel like the nine to five is actually systematic slavery. Mm. And I'm just being honest, totally honest. Insane, with you. Explain,
2: brother. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, the, the thing is this here. We are the creative people. I spoke that before. The truth is, we, how can you create when you, you're locked in a job for 40 to 50 years right. doing what other people tell you to do? We never get around to being who we were. We created to be. You dig know what I'm saying? Look at the pyramids and all that stuff overseas. We create black folks did that, bro. Absolutely. So you can't lock us in a job. If you if you if you uh if you if you're saying to me, I'll pay you fifty dollars an hour, I really have to look at myself and say, yo, bro, you work way more than that. Right. Is somebody willing to pay you that. Yeah, somebody, somebody
2: in the comments just said, by the time we get out of this pandemic, we will be absolutely familiar with your new album, so when you that's come not. out, you're going to be able to do that, man.
1: That's love. How, 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 how do you feel
2: about what's going on right now socially in this world with the Black Lives Matter music? What's your thoughts on that? We still haven't found or any, well, not found, we know who did it, but nobody has been brought to justice on Breonna Taylor's murder,
1: and I think that's very important to us. Again, let's go back to what I was just stating, bro. See, the reason why they want to get us back to jobs is because we are a movement. We're strong when we don't have something bearing us down. Absolutely. See? So that's where we're at right now. No, I ain't thinking about that. I want you to think about the movement and the change that we can create with this movement right here. I ain't thinking about you talking about my job is back up because you're just trying to. These smoking mirrors. That's the whole thing. It's about the smoking mirrors, right? The Diversionary now. tactic. Tactics, That's I it, want. man. And it's been going on forever. So you know, my statement to everybody is: I know you out there hurting, me, and I understand it. And I am very, very um, I'm sad that. This, but we got to get back to who we are. One thing one wise man told me: He said, "Listen, your boss will never pay you enough money to live next to him."
2: Damn right.
1: You see what I'm saying? You're damn right. So, And guess what? He don't even know how to do your job.
2: (laughs) That's right. You feel
1: me? So we we got to know our strength. We got to know our power. We are very powerful people, man. We are. But we got to stick together. For one, we got to put this thing together, man. We really do. And we got to quit asking people to fix our problem. Our problem is we. Go ahead. You
2: you can't ask the oppressor to stop oppressing you. Because your oppression is their financial gain. So they're never going to stop doing that.
1: Bro, that's something hey, and you understand that that's, so that's the that's the language we gotta spit to the people. We gotta let them know, understand it. Why would they stop that? That's their check. That's their check. They 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 constantly cracking a whip. Right, that's what they're doing. Are you still married to the music, man? Oh man, so much man, so much man. It's crazy because uh, you know I was just humming some new melody. You know, my daughter be like, "Yo, daddy, you," she say. It's funny because she listens to the new music. She's only seven years old. She listens to the mu- new music. She's like, oh, that's good. Then she hear Read Your Mind because, you know, Jacques did his version. She right. said, damn, you, you much better than you used to be. Said, <laughs> <laughs> so she thinks Jacquees doing your music she, Hey, you? man, you know, hey, she's she being honest. I can't be mad at that. You know what right. I'm saying? So, you know, but that's the nature of music. It always, you know, it's going to fall. Like, you know, I use my man um, T-Cells. Um everybody at T Sales. That's who I was in the studio with. Man, the man is crazy. He's from New York City. He's a young guy, but he has an old soul. Right. You know what I'm saying? We went in there and we just started rocking out, putting up real music. You know what I mean? So shouts out to my man at T Sales, everybody, for sure. How, and how, also, everybody How
2: did your seventeen year old son feel about being a son?
1: Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy because he was, you know, even when I brought the project home to him. The new project he's like yo yo he was in the car with his girl you know what i'm saying he's like yo daddy that's that's cool that's cool and then he was going through some stuff with his girl he came back to me like yo daddy oh man i see why you be writing that stuff like that man like, <laughs> like i'm feeling you see what i'm saying so i said hey i told him everybody understand you might not get in there again but it, it's going to it's going to hit you it's going to hit you bro but yeah he you know he cool with it man and um he's he's uh he's actually taking photos of uh the teams playing sports he's really into that, so I'm just trying to you know guide him in the right way man to let him know hey this world he, being an entrepreneur is great that's what you have to be you know right. what I'm saying I said it's cool to work for someone for a minute, but you got to understand being an entrepreneur is what what life is about
2: right so when, when this album is a hit right now it charted crazy. I'm very mm-hmm. proud of you for that. Do you get more money from this album than you ever had being signed to a label?
1: Ever in my life, bro. Wow. Ever in my life. Yeah, you know, um, because I'm on my own label right now. So it's a blessing. But I, I do, I thank the labels for giving me the blueprint, letting me ride in the passenger seat. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm just, I'm nudging them out the way. I'm driving. You feel what I'm saying? Because I didn't see, you know, how to do things and how not to do things. You know, even though we're in a new um, way of of selling music, yeah, you, hey. Sometimes I have sleepless nights. I, I want to make sure the content is right. I want to make sure that people understand that we're coming from an honest space. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's that's what I'm pushing more than anything.
2: Who who haven't you worked with that you would love to work with?
1: Man, I um, I I was blessed to work with. Let me tell you who I have worked with. I worked with uh Charlie Wilson. Uh, Ron Isley, Puff Daddy, um uh, Bree. I work with uh oh man, just Keep Sweat. As I spoke on, just so many, so it's hard to say who I would. You know what I mean? Like I I went through the gamut of R and B. I would say Morning anything I wanted to work with Michael Jackson, though. I did. I wanted to work with Mike, but you know that can't happen. That you was go- a beast, man. It, oh, is, man, it
2: ain't no two ways about that. That That
1: is a him game and changer. Him and Prince? Like it's, oh, man. Come on, bro. Amazing. How come, how
2: come you ain't never grabbed one of the Michael Jackson records and did it over, bro?
1: You know what? Mike costs so much money, man. You, know <laughs> <bro? Mike>
2: <laughs> you got to pay, pay to do a remake?
1: Well, he will take half of your album, bro.
2: Oh, shit. Mike is a business yeah, Mike,
1: Mike don't play, man. Mike is not playing, bro. So yeah, I thought about it, but I'm like, nah. And Mike like, yo, even songs he ain't had nothing to do with. He like, yo. Let me get <laughs> if you
2: if you had an opportunity and you was thinking about it, what Michael Jackson song would you do
1: over? Man, bro, oh man, um, shucks. Uh, I, I, right now off my head, there'll be no darkness tonight. Oh, absolutely, lady of my you see life, what I'm bro. Saying? Lady of my That's life, right bro. up your
2: fucking alleyway, kid. So let me let you mention Prince. If you had to, if you could do a Prince oh, knock over, what
1: would you do? Uh oh, man, I can't even do Prince, man. Prince, oh my God, I don't know. Prince was on a whole nother level because Prince was that octave. I can't even get there, bro. I can't even get there. <laughs> but I you know, he wrote
2: up. he wrote so much shit for other people. You could flip that active and do
3: it your way. Oh, yeah,
1: I would have to I would have to really study and flip that, but um yeah, man, Shouts shout out to the greats. That's what I'm saying, bro. Uh, again, I tell everybody, you can't say that there's a king of R&B. It's been way too much and too many greats, bro, doing this thing, man. Right, right. It's, I mean, That's come true. on. You know, we all we all got to hold this torch and keep it lit.
2: That's right. Absolutely. You mentioned Keith Sweat earlier. Keith, Johnny, and, mm-hmm. and the late, great Gerald LeVert did LSG. Yeah. That's super group. Who would be an Avant supergroup?
1: Oh, man. See, y'all, y'all playing, all Two other Yeah, I'm bringing the questions, bro. Well, well they, they would be dead. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, <laughs> it, it wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? Because I would, I would like you said, Johnny Taylor. I love Johnny Taylor's voice, man. I even love Sam Cooke. Right. I love Marvin Gaye. Like, these people that's going to bring that, that soul, that true soul, right. and we're going to push each other, you know, the, to come with the great content. To me, that's, you know, that's what real R&B is, bro. Uh,
2: Absolutely. So that's S.A.T. right there. S.A.T. Sam, (laughs) Avant, and Taylor. (laughs) There you go. There you go, man. (laughs) Absolutely, bro. Listen, man, it's been a pleasure to sit here and talk with you, man. It ain't nothing but love for you, man. And, And it's wonderful to see after 20 years that you have galvanized your fan base and they are buying your new album. I tell everybody the name of the album too so they can get it. All these people on here watching us right now.
1: Yo, everybody out there, it's your man Avant, and please pick up Can We Fall in Love.
3: Mm. That's
1: a new album and the reason why I named it that is because there's a lot of people in lust and there's two differences. You know what I'm saying? Being in love is you being vulnerable. You're you you, you you're splitting everything. You're trying to make sure th- this things works, But being in lust, hey, look, I'ma holler at you next next time I talk to you. It's, right. it's easy, you know what I'm saying? So that's the difference. And also, I want to send everybody out. Listen, everybody, follow my man at Ed Lover. Please, Please everybody, do follow hey, my I man. You got, in, I need a million followers. I need a million. it's coming, bro. It's coming. Get get on them wheels too. You gotta will, get on them. I promise you. Please do. So I'm I'm, I'm waiting. I'm gonna be looking. I
2: ain't going to do it tomorrow night because tomorrow night is date night with the wife. So maybe hey, Saturday.
1: Hey, I respect that. I respect that.
2: Absolutely, man. And the best to you and your entire family, your son, you, and your daughter, everybody in your family, man. Keep bringing us the great music. And shout out to my man, Big J. Yeah. Putting this together, man. That's my Man, God brother.
1: bless y'all, man. I love you, bro. For show, God show.
2: bless you, man. Keep talking to your people. Vaughn. thank you for having me and allowing me this opportunity to interview you, bro. And Indeed. Everybody. Dead lover. And, Ed, and, and check out Come On, Son, the podcast because I am definitely putting this on my podcast, bro. I love you. I respect the shit out of you. And I'm going to go back <laughs> to drinking the scotch and smoking these cigars, bro. <laughs> All right.
1: I'm going to write a song about that,
2: Ed. Thank you, my brother. I love you, man. Be well. Love you too, baby. All right, brother. Come on, son. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I'm going to give you a little snippet, just a little bit, of my conversation with Capone, from Capone and Noriega and Daz Dillinger from the Dog Pound. Come on, son, son. Yeah, what's up, Daz. Man? What's happening? What's up, Capone. What up, 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 brother? What's good? How you brothers doing in all this corona pandemic, man? How y'all doing? Oh,
3: uh, man, you know, staying afloat, man. You know, just doing what, doing what's regular.
2: <laughs> <to stay> <laughs> I know that's in. right. I know that's man. Tell me about tell me about this new C and D album, man. And it, it's like when I first heard about it, I was like, "Wow, Capone and and Daz." How did that come about, man? Whose idea was this? How did y'all two get together?
3: Well, you know, uh, I'm always thinking of something to do. So I, it was that drink chance with Nori, me and Corrupt. We had a, and then I was like, you know, me and Capone, underdog. So might as well give with the underdog. Let's go and put something together. And he was all with it. He sent me some songs. And at one time, doing the 15 to 20.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. It's a situation where it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we wanted to do something that people didn't think would ever be possible. Capone and Daz, Dillager, or even Nori and Corrupt, you know, all of us getting together making music. And they, cause, you know, in their they minds, we still have this East and West Coast beef. Like, we have beef. And it's no beef. It's never been beef. And you know, we just wanna get that across to the people and let them understand, like we 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 we, we hip hop artists, man. We we trying to make something special for hip hop right now. And hopefully we can open the door for other artists to do the same. You just start everybody start collabing, making albums together and you know, it'd be all love. Maybe a lot of lot of less killings may happen in that in that in that way.
3: <laughs> you know, what we've I'm been saying? doing this before the quarantine, so the quarantine uh, made it even better. Yeah. <laughs> For you to get in there and start really just working, putting that crap down.
2: Right, and you guys have been—I mean, like '95, '96—it was when it really the height of everything was going on. Daz you guys came to uh, to New York, and y'all did the New York, New York song. And do you think when y'all came to New York to shoot the video, do you think that was taken the wrong way?
3: Yeah, it was taken the wrong way because the hook was originally by Melly Mel. Right. And you know, and uh. It just, at the time, it was a, it had to do with Tupac and Biggie, so it just took another, you know what I mean, another turn. Right. we here now to say, you know, we casualties kind of, of hip-hop, so, you know, we might as well go on and make it happen.
2: Yeah, and you guys, uh, it's been like how many years? It's about 20 years, right, since your first album, Daz, You and Corrupt, 20 years?
3: 95, uh, yeah.
2: Wow that's a long 25, time twenty five years twenty
3: five almost thirty
0: yeah, damn twenty fifth year how about how about
2: the war report
0: war report is actually uh twenty three twenty three years now you know what i mean came out ninety seven twenty three years man so you know we right we, we we neck and neck they they came out before us, but we was right after them but you know that like like I told dads man, if they didn't make new york new york it would probably never have been a component of Noriega because we really we got by answering that record. Like that was our claim. And you were there, Ed. You was there for that. You was my first <laughs> interview I ever did. Wow. Right. The first interview we ever did was Dr. Dre and Ed Love A Show in Philly, B. Hey. That was the wow. first interview and ever did outside of New York City. Like we thought we was big. We thought we made it. You
3: know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 He's like, "Well, we doing Dr. Dre and Love. We going to Philly. Like everything." Yeah,
2: that's the mecca. That's the of social media back then. Yeah, yeah Radio, good. radio, absolutely. Yeah. That was that was Hot 97 too, Capone. That was Hot 97 what? in New York Dre and I. Me and Dre was on Hot 97 in New York. Yo, so who
0: was who was who was Philly? Who
2: was, who was on the Philly with? Y'all probably went with. Uh, damn, who was on in Philly at that time? I can't remember right off the top of my head, but I know y'all came and did us, did our show in New York.
0: Yeah, I know we definitely can't because I got the picture. That was because we posted the picture maybe, maybe like the last year we posted the picture because I remember that same day we went to uh, see Wiz at the Woolworth store. And uh, wow, we thought so we thought we was dead. like what gonna <laughs> we gonna. seen Wiz the same day. We went to the Woolworth. What it was? Cinnamon Jones. Shout out to Cinnamon Jones. He set that up for us. We thought
2: we made it after
3: that,
0: baby. <laughs> and
2: now God, And now here we are all these years later with C and D's, LA, LA, New York, New York. I listened to the record, the record's powerful. The beat is is so straight, hardcore hip hop, but it's still got that a little bit of that West Coast feel to it at the same time. How how did y'all manage to come together and do that?
3: Well Mercury Send me the beat, you know, and then I put that West Coast line in it. <laughs> it you know what I mean? So the actual beat is, is a New York beat. But then I put the West Coast line in it and made it, you know what I'm saying? And then it just it just took off from there as one of them drilling songs.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you both a question. And, and Daz, I'll ask you this first. And then Capone, you can answer right after Daz answers. Daz, you always represented the West Coast with the dog pound, with all the stuff you did on, on on uh every artist you've ever worked with, from Tupac to the Chronic to everything you did. You always represented the West Coast. Capone the same for you. You always represented the East Coast. And in those days they had a sound. The West Coast had a distinct a distinct sound. The East Coast was boom bap. We had a distinct sound. What do you think of artists today? Because I don't think that just collective like Death Row or, like, CNN, or, like, are representing where they're from specifically. The only people I think that, I don't even think there's anybody that has a sound like that. That's just, this is us, and this is, or, well, maybe Chicago. But what do you think about that?
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's a Fruity Loop sound. <laughs> mm. You
2: know,
3: because everybody working on Fruity Loops, they're not really working on drum machines no more. It's all computers you know what
2: I'm saying? The push of a button. They
3: say, you can draw a beat now. Oh, wow. And then it come over. I'm trying to
2: figure that out, too. Let me draw a beat. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Capone, what you think, man? You always yeah. represent the New York.
0: I think, I think, like, right now, I think that, you know, I think, honestly, when the Migos came out, I think, they mm-hmm. kind of like, narrated the sound of hip-hop because everybody started taking like that three-point flow like du-ba-da, du-ba-da, du-ba-da. right everybody took that flow so it's like now that's just like everybody has the same flow so everybody has the same flows in the beats nine times out of ten sound the same so there's no distinction like you can't tell the st louis rapper from the atl rapper but before like when nelly came out you knew he was from st louis you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you knew you, you knew the distinctive sounds. You knew that certain rappers were from, from certain places, but you don't get that no more because everybody's basically rapping the same or using the same production style, not as same producers, but production style. So there's no, uh, for me, it's just like no, no, no distinctive sound. Like, like we had like the mob sound the one way, you know what I'm saying? Wu-Tang and, you know, it's just, it's just distinctive. It was just, you knew we was from New York. Yeah. Right.
2: So, right. Was you know, there yeah. always was there always a certain amount of respect for each other even during the time when we were at odds with each other? Well, we really wasn't at odds. It was Pac and Biggie. But was there always a certain amount of respect? Like Capone, what was your mind at the first time you heard that chronic LP? What did you think? Man, I was well,
0: shit. The first time I heard the chronic I was amazed. Like I was for one, I was in jail. And I was uh-huh. like, yo, like I, I was just that was one of the albums where you know I, I wish I was on the street for you know what I mean. I wish I was able to grasp how big the chronic was because in jail, like G thing and, uh, and certain records was like, like, like so big. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't experience the, the multitude like going to a club or doing certain things. But for me, that album like changed hip hop forever. That shit changed the the way the energy of music was like,
3: yeah.
0: yeah, You don't get no, you don't get that 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 energy in there in music no more. Like the cry, like the skits, even the skits, like was all energy, it was all like love. And then like, me being in jail, it was just I just had to sit my ass down every day and listen to the album like I did. You know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> it was no going to no clubs for me. I went to the mess hall and back <laughs> I went to my walkman word I, you know, I ain't go no front and you know it was it was it was a blessing for me because I was always an NWA fan but when, when when I heard the chronic it was like man that that changed the game and then then and then in the G thing video you know like I said me being in jail and the little kid when he looked at Shorty's backside you know that that was good for me in jail that was that was a good sight I love the video for that <laughs>
2: yeah that joint was that joint was that that was straight fire when, when all this was coming yeah. on, uh, going on, Daz, who who were you listening to, man? Did you respect anybody from the East Coast? Whose music and style did man. you? Man, I was listening to Slick,
3: Wick, Raw, uh, Rakim and Eric B, the Poor Righteous Teachers, Kim, La Kim, Sh- Shabazz, Queen Latifah. Man, I was listening to everybody. You know, I was a producer, so That's right. I was a DJ. So I had those records, you know what I'm saying, from the 45 King. You know what I mean? I take it uh-huh. all the way back. You know, I'm a student of this game, you know. From Absolutely. BDT, you know what I'm saying, MC Shan. I just seen MC Shan the other day when I was
2: getting some gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know you was in Georgia, brother.
3: Yeah, you know, I'm out here in the APL, you know.
2: Okay, well we got to connect because I'm in the ATL too, brother. I'm in the ATL. I'm in the A right
0: now too, baby. Come
2: on. Oh my God, Oh, listen, man. Listen, okay. we got to We got we got to do the in depth joint. We we really got to do, yeah. man. When it when it, Tell me about guidelines. What's this uh, pre rolls y'all got? It's right up your alleyway. I wasn't surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
0: hooked up. We hooked up with Nine Lives Collective. And they uh they blessed us man with a with a limited edition pre roll and it's to commemorate the single LA, LA, New York, New York. And we the first ones, Ed, to ever put a barcode on a pre roll so you can scan <laughs> the barcode and get to the record. Yes. So you can get high and listen to the record at the same time. <laughs> uh, so just man, yeah. you know, we the first ones to ever put a barcode on a pre roll. A so, you know? Everybody that that that's listening, you know, t and D are the first artists to put a barcode on the pre-roll where you could get high and scan a record and get high (laughs) listening to the record. (laughs) Jesus
2: Jesus. Jesus uh, y'all do it. It, it figures coming from component and Dash, yo. It really does, yeah. man. It figures. I'm not shocked and surprised at all, baby. Yo, man. Nothing but love to y'all, man, and and best of everything Thank to you. And since y'all in the A and I'm in the A, we definitely gonna connect.
3: I do it, I'm ready. Hell all right.
2: All right, uh, no that, doubt. Man. All right, man. Love y'all, man. Capone and Daz in the building. Y'all know what it is. The my special guest. Love love y'all, brother. brother. No doubt. Peace. Come on, son. son. It's about that time for my... Come on, son. Let me tell y'all something right now. Stop fucking bugging the fuck out. All right, son? All right? So what Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B want to put a song out called Wet Ass Pussy? So fucking what? Everybody want to comment on it, oh, I don't know, the the, the children are listening, now y'all fucking worried about the children, y'all wasn't worried about the children before, artists that are being critical of their song, you weren't worried about the children before, nobody said nothing, right, when Snoop and them made bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks, lick on the nuts and suck the dick, get the fuck on after, nobody said nothing about that. But when women stand up and say, I got some wet-ass pussy, not everybody want to say something about it. Huh? Nobody said nothing when Lil' Kim said, uh, 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 Heather Hunter, Janet Jackme take it in the bud. Yeah, yeah, what? Huh? How about she was talking about how big she could put a Sprite can in her mouth and how good she sucked dick and fuck and all of that shit. Nobody was saying shit like about that before. Now, all of a sudden, that you're not a teenager no more and you're a grown person, and you got kids, you don't want your kids now listening to the song, but you would say, everybody pop your pussy like this. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. You can't have your fun listening to songs like that, and then, come on, son. When your kids want to listen to wet-ass pussy, now you got a problem with it. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, yo, fuck is wrong with Terry Crews, man? Can I tell y'all something sad about Terry Crews? He's my man, 50 grand. I ain't gonna lie. But I don't know if Terry Crews is on that Kanye shit right now, man. Come on, son, Terry Crews. If something happened with Gabrielle Union on the same show that y'all working on, you're supposed to support her 100%, son. And stop with that all lives matter shit, son. All lives can't matter till black lives matter. Come on, son. And speaking of, come on, son. Tiffany Haddish and Common the fucking son. Where was I? How come I ain't see that coming? How come nobody told Ed Lover that they was getting busy like that? And she confirmed it. Ed Common confirmed it. Common said, yeah, I like her. She's she she fun. We have fun together. All of that. Tiffany Haddish was like, yeah, no, nah, we, we fucking. Come on, son. Comment. that's kind of, hey, man, you had Angela Rod. She's bad to the bone. You had Erica Badu. Come on, son. You had Erica Badu. You had thick-ass Serena Williams, bro. Maybe you just wanted to try something different, man, but come on, son. Tiffany Haddish, son. I don't, I don't see sexy when I look at Tiffany Haddish, and I know you had some baddies, bro. But if it make you happy, son, come on, son, to me. Who am I? Eh, be happy, Common. But Tiffany Haddish, be careful. Common been around the block. Oh, oh, don't let me forget when you was with Taraji P. Henson, son. Come on, son. Common gets all the chicks, baby. Common gets all the chicks. Common don't get Nick Cannon got. And speaking of Nick Cannon, man, I love Nick Cannon, too. So my man, 50 grand, never had nothing bad to say about Nick. Nick's a hustler. Nick was doing what he was doing. But you're endorsing Kanye West for president, son. Come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Kanye West don't know if he coming or going, bro. For real, Kanye needs help. He needs hospitalization, son. That's what he needs, son. He don't need to be the president of the United States. Listen to his interviews. Do you really want to put... Our country in the hands of Kanye West? I don't, son. Come on, son. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. Now, you know who we should be voting for? We should rally and get a change.org petition for Michelle Obama to run for president. If Michelle Obama runs for president, then she can make Barack the vice president. And then we got him back in there. Right, son? Come on, son. That's what we need, y'all. I'm telling you, man, it's too much shit going on for me to cover everything. So I'm Ed Lover, and I approve this message. Come on, son. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Come on, son. Son! This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son.
1: This episode of Kumon Sun, the podcast, is produced and engineered by Co-Executive Producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. Listen
0: to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader.